Welcome to Voices Rising Podcast. I'm Shelley. And I'm Sarah. We are two book lovers, writers, and publishers coming to you from the mountains of Colorado. Every week we bring you new topics about life, books, writing, publishing, and much more. Let us know what you're interested in hearing more about. We are here to connect with you and support you. Say, say it again, Intuition is the ability to acquire knowledge without recourse to conscious reasoning. Different fields use the word intuition in very different ways, including, but not limited to, direct access to unconscious knowledge, unconscious cognition, inner sensing, inner sight to unconscious pattern recognition, and the ability to understand something instinctively without any need for conscious reasoning. Mm, I like that, like understanding something instinctively. Like, Yes, because intuition, I feel like, is something that you have to leave your head out of. So even reading that is mm-hmm. like hard for me. It's like intuition, very heady description yeah, of heart stuff. <laughs> it is. It's a head description of heart stuff because intuition is something that if you don't get out, like get out of your own way, that you can't even like comprehend it. Like what is it? Yeah. Like, what is intuition to you, Sarah? Um, I I think it's that like inner knowing, that inner wisdom that just comes to you, and you know something, and you know that, you, and sometimes you don't know that you know it because that's like when you're not tapped into it, right? But it's there, and I think if we're ignoring our intuition, we might have this sense of dread or anxiety or something like heavy, and not go into that because we're not. Yeah, we're ignoring our intuition. Right. I know I've spent a lot of time in that space of like. Knowing something was wrong, something was off with a situation that my intuition was like screaming at me and I was shutting it down. Like, nope, that can't be, that can't be, that can't be. Uh But instead of just listening to it and being like, oh yeah, that is. It's right there. Well, and so in in yogic traditions or in like the chakras, our intuition is our third eye, which Mm -hmm. is located just above the eyebrows, kind of in between the eye. And that is actually also back in the day known as the pineal gland. So we have this little gland in the middle of our brain. And nowadays, most of our pineal glands are actually calcified from fluoride. Fluoride's in water. People use it at dentist's office. It's in toothpaste. So most of our pineal glands are calcified. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. But I've actually learned that you can um, decalcify your pineal gland to help you tune into your intuition. How do you, do you know how to decalcify it? Uh, well, I think starting with intention is like huge yeah. and there's actually meditations that you can do. And I found it really mm-hmm. helpful. Like I'll just do maybe like a silent meditation and where you like, you close your eyes and then you are actually turning your eyes towards your third eye or back towards your pineal, pineal gland and whatever you can like resonate with. And you can almost like imagine almost like a vibration or a light shining and just you're shedding and breaking that calcification or just like maybe like it's black back there and maybe you can like imagine it just like awakening like turning light turning like light turning on and I think again just having that intention to decalcify and to get rid of that and to be mindful of fluoride intake like I'm not a fluoride person So if you are, it might be challenging for somebody who is a daily fluoride user to decalcify your pineal gland. I know there's a lot of controversy over fluoride and I've, I've tried to avoid it. And, you know, I understand that theoretically it helps your teeth, but I don't understand how 
putting it in drinking water so that you it's only like washing past your teeth and then it's in your body forever. It's not like a topical application or something. Totally. Well, in our showers, it's on yeah, our whole It's on your whole, whole, whole epidermis and you're soaking skin. it in. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, like that constant exposure to it inside and outside, mm-hmm. it just can't be that helpful. Well, and, it, and it is a toxin. It's a neurotoxin. Well, if you go back to history, like Hitler and the Nazi death camps use fluoride to help make people compliant. more compliant yes like that's where it and originated think, it gives me yeah. fucking goosebumps i'm like oh my god and now it's in our water well, so everyone's like, drinking the fluoride ah, and it's like oh and i think yeah if you have too fluoride. much if you get too much fluoride it will like kill you right. if you have too much fluoride on your teeth they'll turn like yellow and spotted mm-hmm. so like at some point you think why are we ingesting this but right well that's just one of those things just, i know yeah. like people are like oh a oh, conspiracy no. theory well, but maybe it look is. At the, like, look at the actual scientific Science, yeah. scientific facts behind it, though. It's like there are right. there are some truths to all that. And sometimes things that are a big deal, like, are secretly hidden or we just, like, shoo them away. So I would just be very mindful of your water. Mm-hmm. Make sure your water is filtered. I would not drink out of the sink water. <laughs> well, like, I've been me... going back up to Crystal Springs to get my yes. water and um, awesome. I feel, I know that they lightly chlorinate it because okay. they have to or something, but they sure. don't do fluoride. Well, and uh, that is spring water is your best source of water. I do RO water, which is reverse osmosis. Yes. And it's crazy because if we've ever been, like my kids and I will go to somewhere and they use sink water like my dad's house. And you can just taste it. It's just nasty. It has so many, like, flavors and chemicals in it, and it's nuts. But anyways. But anyways, back to the pineal gland. To the pineal gland. But that's just a thing. I saw this thing, too, that it, okay, so apparently it's shaped, it looks sort of like a pine cone, Mm -hmm. which is pineal, pineal, right? Pineal gland, yes. Um, And so if you go back into older civilizations. Yes. There were cultures that would actually seemingly worship the pine cone. Yes. Or they would have it on top of, yeah, they would have it on top of like their staffs. Yes. And so you wonder, like, did they know? They did know. Like, how did they know? But maybe that was their intuition knowing. It was their intuition knowing. Well, and this is the thing that gets in the way is so I believe our intuition is your first hit, like your first thought that comes in. But the problem is, is the average person has like 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. So we get so muddled up in our intuition and our like subconscious programming that it's hard. Yeah. And and also, I think we frequently second guess and doubt ourselves and we haven't learned. Mm-hmm. So trusting yourself right. is goes hand in hand with getting in touch with your intuition, like right. trusting your inner voice. And I know I've been through a whole journey especially this past year, I lost trust in myself. Like even after I had didn't have it, then gained some, then like I'd lost it all again. Yeah. Um, and then it's like just going into that, like you can trust your inner wisdom. Right. It's just that that gets blocked out sometimes by these self-doubt thoughts, right? Yeah. Like how would you, I don't know if the word is like explain or like how could we help somebody who maybe has no idea what the heck, like, how do you trust yourself? Like, how could you, like, what could, what words of wisdom could we offer to someone to help encourage someone to trust? I'm still working on it, but I think one of the ways to do it is first of all, to just allow yourself to be who you are and don't apologize and don't, you know, don't like make excuses, just be yourself. Yeah. And, um, 
give you give yourself like a little task that you follow through on so you learn like yes I can trust myself like today I'm going to walk the dog I'm going to fucking do it and nothing's gonna stop me and then when I do it I feel better it's like yes I've made that promise to myself and I kept it mm-hmm. um yeah I don't know what else yeah I think trust is a, a hard practice but it is an essential practice and I I've learned how to trust myself I think there's so many different avenues and I think just allowing yourself permission to actually like tune into yourself and how mm. you're feeling and I think our our bodies are always giving us like signals right mm-hmm. whether it's like a sensation from like a headache a stomach ache or a pinging or a throbbing or like I get when I write I'm actually excited my blog that's going to come out today is about um, like why would you want to write your story? And it's like nice. when I write, I get that like woo, like that heart fluttery, exciting feeling, right? And I feel like that's my intuition saying this is where you need to keep going. And then I know around like certain people or experiences, I can feel like oh, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and I feel like that could be you know your inner wisdom or allowing yourself to trust and paying attention to the signals in your yeah. body, Pay which attention. can be. Challenging. That's kind of like an initial start too, is to just pay attention. Yeah. Even if you don't fully trust yourself yet, just pay attention to like what's coming up. Yeah. And one thing that helped me develop like my intuition better was, you know, I think a lot of times I would doubt myself and say, Oh, that's not really true. Or, you know, when you get this hit to do something or to take an action or to stop doing something or whatever it is. Right. And you get that first initial hit right and you're like I know what I'm supposed to do I know what's happening here but then here come all the self-doubts here comes all the question like oh but do you know and is that really going on and maybe it's not true and this and that and then you don't follow through on that but I think one way to develop your intuition muscle is just follow through on that first what what do you have to lose like unless it's a really big deal big situation right like maybe wait till your intuition's more strengthened developed. by then and yes. developed. But on the little stuff, even totally. if you like get an intuition to do something, sometimes it just comes like you see, I don't know. I, I follow my intuition a, a lot, like constantly now because I've learned it's right. It's right, right for me. Well, even if it's like, maybe I should take a different way to drive home. Exactly. Today. Yes. Like even small just, stuff. Okay. Just do it. If you second guess and you're like, nah, I'm fine. It's so important to follow that because you could have gone into a really bad car accident or maybe you needed to meet up with somebody that you yeah. wouldn't have seen or Well, like this just happened with our podcast. I mean, with our Audible Yay! audiobooks that we're yes. trying to record <laughs> is that I saw this, um, I saw this guy, Nick Molay up here in Estes. He does like a, a video production company and I saw him and I just had this feeling that like this intuition that we were going to be connected somehow mm-hmm. through him, through our books. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to follow my intuition. And I'm, and I told Shelly and she's like, let's email him. Yeah. Right like, away. I was like, sir, we're jumping on okay, this right now. Let's email him. <laughs> and so we did. And he put us in touch with someone who is like an amazing an audio amazing. book creator. Literally. That's what he does and for his job. He's also into nature and yoga. And he and does mindfulness. a podcast. His name is Brett Wilson and he does What's his part? Zenden. It's called Zenden. Is it Zenden or Mountain Zen? It might oh, be it's Mountain, Mountain Zen. Zen, yes. Mountain Zen. Or is it Mountain Den? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but he is amazing and it is such a divine connection and yeah. how he's willing and he's gonna help there's us, all these like, all like synchronicities just like lining up lining well and it's up. just like what we were talking about before we started podcasting it's like if we allow things to come to us life just goes like with the or if we go with the flow it just like comes or mm-hmm. versus like trying to like swim up a raging river or like when you get online and it's like oh my gosh there's so many things and ah! like I was really overwhelmed thinking about trying to record and try to find someone and yeah intuitively and we're just like Bing. I just saw this guy yes. thought like this is going to be the one that helps us and right. I just followed through and it was right and that's the kind of thing that we, when you get that hit when you're yes. like I know that I know this right don't self-doubt that just, just go yes. for it and I've had that happen like okay I'll tell you this crazy story where it's like just go with it right mm-hmm. I was on a road trip but I was taking the train the Amtrak across the country it was super exciting right Colorado to Oregon on a train by myself. I was in my young 20s. It was super awesome. But there was this part where the track was being worked on and they had to get everybody off the train and put them on these big Greyhound buses, bus us down to the next station. And so we were all getting off, getting our bags, and they had five or six Greyhound buses all lined up in a row. And I was just like, I'm just going to get on the first bus because I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah. And um, and I started to go for the first bus, and I literally heard this voice in my head, which sounds crazy, but it was my intuition, and it was like, not this bus. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I thought, I stopped for a minute, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to entertain this, because that was really weird. Yeah. And I'm following my intuition now. That was something I was doing. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, you know, like, this is a joke. This is funny, but I'm just going <laughs> to not get on this bus. Totally. So I kept walking, and I'm like... How about this bus voice? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it was like, nope, not this one either. Oh, that's fucking weird. Okay. I'm tired. I don't want to get on the bus. <laughs> and and then I get to the third bus, and it's like, yep, that's the one. Nice. I'm like, okay, there must be some reason I'm supposed to get on this bus. And I get on, and it's so weird. It's literally every single seat is filled but one. That was my seat. And yeah. it was by this um, really tall, kind of awkward-looking dude. Okay, well, that's my seat, obviously. I don't know. But yeah. I sat down and the voice was in my head was like, yes, this is right. Nice. And um, instantly, it was so weird because I just turned to the guy and we just started talking about life and dreams and hmm. like super deep synchronicities and things that just come like we didn't even, it wasn't even like, hi, my name is so-and-so or it was just so and then like, bam, wow. dropped in and we started just talking and then we got off at the next station to get back on the train and we chose to sit by each other, talked and talked. And then his stop was coming up. I think we actually even kissed, but we never exchanged phone numbers. It wasn't like we're going to get together now or something. It was like this momentary meeting. And he, right before he got off the train, he goes, he was following his intuition. He said, I feel like I'm supposed to give you this book. And he handed me The Art of Dreaming by Carlos Castaneda, um, which really, like, sparked off my dreaming practice. So I feel like that was why I was supposed to get on that bus. I was supposed to meet that guy. I was supposed to get that book from him because I was supposed to go down this road with dreaming. And, Mm. you know, Castaneda's book, like, really opened up these pathways for me that I don't think I would have had. Um... So like that is an awesome story and just following through. And then what was cool was when I was reading through the book, 
I didn't know, but he left me a note like in the middle where he was like, thank you for a beautiful moment. And he signed his name. Oh, I love it. I love that. Follow your heart, follow your intuition, like just be willing to go with it. Right. Yeah. And in those moments, like just go with it and don't like leave with fear. Because you didn't at all. And it wasn't scary, was it? I know. It was amazing. I was like, okay. It felt like I was on an adventure. I was like being led along an adventure. What if we just led our whole life like that? I know. I try to. Yeah. I'm I'm really trying. I'm like manifesting. I feel like we are, definitely. And I think that most moms can resonate with like the mom's intuition. Mm, Like I know I had so much fear around being a mom and being a bad mom from like not knowing how to give birth, like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to know what to do, or I'm not going to know how to do anything, like breastfeed, I'm not going to know, baba. And then when you just show up and you have your baby, you just weirdly know. You know what your baby yeah. needs. You're like, oh, you're hungry. I mean, you don't always, but when you do follow your mother's intuition or whatever, you just know. Or how about all those stories of parents that know when something's wrong? Yes. Like, know from the bottom of their heart, and it's like their kid just got in a wreck and yes. in another city even yes. and they'll like wake up and be like someone's in trouble and right right and you're like how did you know I think I've told you this but when I started going back to work I would get like pains in my breasts and I would know there was something going on with my kids that were like they were struggling Interesting. and then I would like stop and go call and yeah Junie like fell and hit her head or something and I would my phantom breast intuition pain <laughs> well and it's more of like a, a heart connection I really feel like our souls choose our parents and it's almost like that, at that cellular level and then at, like, the soul level. Yeah. It's, like, this deep connection. And I saw this quote that says, intuition is seeing with the soul. Right. And for people who might be or feel really far from connection to their soul or connection for their intuition, I think a good practice that you can start with is just, like, a simple breath practice. Mm-hmm. Like, you can start with, like, just, like, focusing on your breath. And just like bringing all of your awareness to your breath because breath helps us slow down our thoughts and it's almost like you can weed through the metaphorical thoughts and like just start breathing and maybe even just like put your hand on your heart or so your intuition is on your forehead like your intuitive self you could even just like maybe put a finger on your forehead and just like set that intention like I am I intend to listen to my intuition, even if I don't know what that means, or maybe you could get curious, like, what it does mean, like, if you feel far from that connection. So, like, tuning in, going with even small intuitive thoughts. Yeah. um, Like, learning how to trust yourself for not just that reason, but just learning how to trust yourself is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and trusting yourself can be really hard. This has been a practice I've been kind of doing to help my intuition and trust is like if I have a problem or through our whole book process and voices rising with you, like if I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with this chapter before I go to bed at night, Mm. I will kind of like set an intention for my soul or intuition or whatever to like guide me in my dream state or just like let something come Mm. to me and I'll be like, okay, help me. Like, is it right for me to move? Like a huge thing in my book was moving all of my self-care practices that I was like, I don't know what's right. And I kept, I was so torn between like my heart and my head Mm -hmm. and I went to bed, like, I think it took, like, four nights because I still was just so caught up in my thought state. And finally, I just got this, like, heart feeling that it was like, Shelly, it's safe. Move those to the end of your book. 
And I felt like nice. because I was open to tapping into my intuition to help me instead of fight against me, right? Right. Because it's like, I feel like it's a battle between the mind and the intuition. I know, <laughs> right? Do you feel yeah. like when you listen to your intuition that you get like a physical response? Like, can you feel it? I can. I think that comes from practicing yeah. and noticing like that, just being aware, awareness yeah. of your body, awareness of your emotions, awareness of your thoughts, right. all that stuff really helps to go into that. Because if you, like, if you're just kind of going through life blind of like what you're actually thinking or what you're actually feeling, yes. or what, you know, what's going on, then you can't tune into it. Right. Um, and I do know people that do that, that just deny their own experiences yes. constantly. That can't be right. Or I'm not feeling that way. I'm not doing that. Yes, <laughs> yes you are. <laughs> so then maybe just you can look at those people and just like observe and just see how it goes for them. Like, oh, that's not really working out so good for you, right? sister. Or, yeah. <laughs> how is life? <laughs> well, and I know like I feel like when I am following my intuition, like I feel it as like, I don't know if it's like joy or I, it feels good. It feels like, oh. Like, whoa, it's like light and free versus when I'm like fighting and I'm like super in my head and in my like, ah, I'm like battling myself. It feels disgusting and I feel like energy drained and I could just feel it sucking the, sucking the life out of me. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Well, right. when I, like I was in this marriage that just kept getting like more and more toxic as the years went by and I knew in my heart, I knew in my soul that I needed to go, right? Mm. But then my head came in and was like, you can't do that. You made a commitment. Your kids depend on this relation. And really, it was like hurting the kids too. But my head was saying, like, they need you to stay together and work this out. And I, like, for years, I ignored that voice. Right. And then I ended up in the hospital. And you had so many signs. Stomach pain. Broken foot. I broke my foot. Yeah. I couldn't do, like, everything was happening, and I couldn't figure out why. It was to try to wake me up to what was happening, you know? Right. And I just couldn't, until finally I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. Yes. And sometimes following that in our intuition can be hard, and there can be a lot of fear when it comes to the intuition because yeah. we again get stuck in our head and we second guess ourselves. And I think too, a lot of it comes from the collective consciousness because we, whether we acknowledge it or not, like we are in a compilation of all of these people around us and yeah. like we are all impacted by energy and vibration shifts from the planet and from other people. And so even if you do lots of work and you can be really in tune with your intuition a lot, we all are human and we have moments where it's like, Ooh, you just have to let the human vomit and eruptions take place. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely like a journey learning how to listen to your intuition and tuning into what it means. And then like doing it for the small things like helps build up to being able to do it for the big things. And that's how you can trust. And that's how you, yeah. So maybe it's like, a practice that you could do to like help yourself trust yourself could be something like, I don't know, maybe you need guidance for something or you're like, it could be something small, like, Hmm, what should I make for dinner? <laughs> like that could, right, that yeah. could be a small step. Of That's like, what I was going to say yeah. that too, is like maybe once a day, try mm-hmm. to just follow your intuition, follow that gut instinct, even when it's something like seemingly very small, yeah. like that drive home, like maybe your gut told you to just take a separate yes. route and who knows Maybe on the other route, you there would have been a wreck or 
Maybe on this route, you're going to see something that's going to inspire you or who knows really why. But if you don't trust yourself and do it, you won't even find out. (laughs) Well, even on days when we're like late for things, right? Like if you're late, maybe that's really like something that like maybe something weird or bad could have happened or maybe you being late sets you up to maybe possibly meet somebody that you yeah. needed to mm-hmm. meet and connect with that day. And be at the right place at the right time. Right. Yeah. Instead of like fighting against life and like we're all human again. Sometimes we're late. And I know for me it causes a lot of anxiety because as mm-hmm. a kid like we were always late for everything like 15-20 minutes. It was like awful. And so I like almost strive to be always on time and I've learned how to kind of let the reins go and be like, it's okay Hey, like sometimes there are like those synchronistic moments where it's you just have to let life like take its course mm-hmm. and right and just like follow the path just like Sarah and I yeah. like Sarah and I both lived in Estes Park 15 years ago didn't know each other yeah we weirdly moved up here three again weeks, again three weeks apart from each other yeah. And then we just connected, and I was like, that's weird, because I feel like I've known you forever. I know. Right? <laughs> well, we had a mutual friend, but we yes. didn't know each other. Yeah, and through but a, it was funny because with a mutual friend, how yeah, I met her. I know. And her lifeline, like, I met Jess through another friend, and then I'm not really friends with a friend that I met through her, and then you came around, and it was like, oh, weird, like, we are soul sisters. I know. <laughs> like, I've known you in all of But it was lives. like all the ways that the... And if I hadn't left that toxic relationship and moved to Estes, yes. wouldn't have met you. And if I was held on to my fear of not coming up here and like, oh, I can't leave my sisters. I have no community. I have no friends. Right. Well, then I found two very deep connecting friends. And you still go down to your sisters all the time. Totally. Well, and I am the type of person, like I'm definitely more introverted and I don't need to have 20 friends that are like, I just, I need like one or two really close connecting people that's like yeah that's what floats my boat that's how I've always been too like yeah it's hard to just I'm not that person with the big social circles that keeps everybody like Mm -hmm. I gotta get together with everybody totally I can't manage that like my I'm an introvert too and I I gotta preserve my energies totally and in fact the older I get the less I want to be in like large groups or go to big concerts or anything I just get like I get crowd anxious or something. I have total freaking social anxiety and I am, I wrote about it in my book and yeah. I'm like scared to share it, but I'm like, it's fine. And I oh, think I must need to hear that. I think I need to write like a blog about it too. Sure. It's interesting. Yes. The blog I'm writing today, I'm talking about writing and it's like, well, where do you start? What do you write about? And I'm like, you write about the things that are the scariest to write about. Mm-hmm. And if fear like could take the back seat, what would you write about? I'm like, Oh, that's like, the constriction that I get when I'm in a room full of like people that I don't know. I'm like, Oh God, must retreat. It's so weird. I can't even describe it. And then and I then turn I into like a monster. Everything I do is so awkward and off. And I'm like, I just want to go home and cry. See, I just get more of like, I like freeze up. And then if I'm with my husband, I always take out on him and I just turn into a wretched bitch. And then I have to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It has nothing to do with you. I don't like being around all of these people. I feel mm-hmm. <laughs> It happens. I know. It's like definitely. Well, and then I, I wonder, I'm like, is my intuition telling me that I never should be with <laughs> a lot of people? Well, and then coming back to like intuit, like being intuitive, like you had an intuitive hit in a shower to start our publishing yeah. company. Mm-hmm. And then you sent and a text. It. And then at first I was like, oh my gosh, Sarah, that's so awesome. And then I was like, I would do that with her. I'm like, should I say that? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So I'm like, Sarah, I would do that with you. <laughs> I when I was like, 
maybe Shelly will want to do this with me. But yeah. I don't want to like, I, I, you know, maybe there's that like, well, if I put that out there and if she's interested in it, she would like say something herself or totally, you know, like not wanting to make you feel like you have to. Well, and it was like, I got that message and I think I had a little resistance, but then I was like, fuck yes, I've wanted to do this forever. Yeah. And there's a reason I've been rejected by literary agents and things By so the much. way. Yeah. We just got our first request to submit a query. A oh. query, like, or a, are you accepting submissions? Like, oh, kind of a. Oh. I was like, what? are we Yay. real publishers? Oh. 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 That's our dream. Oh, really? Yeah. What did someone say? I don't. They just asked if we were accepting because you know, they have a book. They wrote a book, and oh, they're wondering. That. And I was like, yes, we are. Heck yes, I'll take a submission. I mean, I don't know when we're going to be ready to publish a book yet, but I mean, we could just go with the flow. We're just. I love this. That makes my heart so happy because there are people out there who have such good messages and such mm-hmm. good stories to share. And it's scary and it's intimidating to get into the literary world. And it is discouraging. Like I illustrated my first children's picture books in like 2011 and they're just sitting there because I had bad experiences happen. I submitted and I got rejected so many times that I just, I honestly, for a whole, for five straight years, I would submit every six weeks a children's picture book. Every fucking six weeks. And then get rejected. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. And I was like, on the, is it on the wagon or off? (laughs) I was on the wagon and then I think I fell off if that's the opposite. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just letting that go. Maybe I'm not supposed to and now I'm like fucking like talk about following your intuition Junie my little like guardian angel brings up my books yeah and she's like mommy she's an intuitive she's so intuitive she's such a guide for me and then I have Milo who's like not at all intuitive he Mm -hmm. is so in his head that I'm like oh god what am I what is my (laughs) my my son is like that too he's like very like he thinks everything I do is just frou-frou and weird (laughs) I was like mom no one believes in that yeah meditation yoga stuff exactly I know and it's like like, did you come out of me like really (laughs) well and it's interesting though so to my illustrations, like, so I started re-illustrating, which is so funny, nine years later, looks way different. Yeah. But I, like, got, look at over here, Sarah, I got my Prismacolor Yay. new color pencils. I and I cannot, can I tell you, just, like, I opened my book and started, and my heart is just, like, it fucking exploding with joy. Yay. And I'm just, like, smiling. And I wrote the story, and my, my mom helped me edit it. And I just, like, start bawling, just, like, happy tears. And I just know, I'm like, that's another intuitive thing that, like, no matter what has happened in my past with things that my intuition is nudging me and giving me signals that, Shelly, you need to share your picture books with the world because they're mm. wonderful. Yeah. I, I love them. That's awesome. And so, oftentimes, too, like, what's interesting is I almost feel like it's a tennis game be- or ping pong or something mm-hmm. between you and the universe. They throw you a ball, How that first intuition that? hit, and do you ignore it or do you take it? And right. if you do and you swat it back... Then it like gives you something else. It comes back with more. And like now you're playing a game. Yeah. And now you've got more stuff coming because you did that. Because I got on that bus and met that guy and had this experience. And now I'm doing this stuff. And like, you know, the ball keeps rolling, but like you have to take the first step. And you have to get back up even when you're knocked down. If you're like knocked in the dirt, maybe you need to take some time in the dirt, lay in the dirt. Lay in the dirt. You got to get up out of the dirt. (laughs) Like, yeah. I did that for many years. Like, I was in the dirt because I had a horrible experience. I 
told you with yeah. that girl and lawyers were involved in three thousand dollars you felt like you couldn't be an author yeah i was like oh god this is i will never get into the publishing industry if it's like this and then i realized that that was just the universe had to show me that that i can be a writer because in those Mm -hmm. days i had this block and limiting belief that like i can't write i can only be creative and artsy i can only draw and then i like slowly followed my intuition and my intuition I feel like my intuition helps me write. Do you? Oh, definitely. Of where to go next with the story or what to, like, I wrote my book almost entirely just beginning to end the way it is now. Because I just knew, like, as I went through, like, I had the book kind of in my mind, but each chapter I'd get to the end of it and I would just intuitively sense what chapter should come next because it doesn't follow chronological order. It jumps around, but it follows more like a... it follows more like a topics and it leads me through this journey. And it just kind follows of like real memory patterns. And patterns and yeah, yes. like but I knew when I got to the end of each chapter, it was like I wouldn't doubt myself. I would just say, Oh, the next chapter should be about this and then nice. I would just start to write it. And that book I haven't changed it that much, like in terms of the overall structure. Yeah. Like I have moved a few chapters around just for ease of reading and stuff, yes. but it's not it's like it came to me. See, know? so you can allow your intuition to guide you through writing. Through writing. If you're open to it. Through art. Through art. Yes. Knowing like what to paint or music. where or through music. Uh-huh. Like basically through anything, but right? creativity is a big one, I think. Oh, huge. And even just like starting to illustrate my first children's picture book, I was reading those Macy Maisie, I say it wrong, Maisie, M-A-I-S-Y, the Lucy Cousin books. And I was like, I'm going to just draw a picture. And I never really had drawn pictures before. I never really drew pictures. But that was your intuition telling you to draw. My intuition just, and then I just imagined, I like closed my eyes and I just like saw, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. And I have to get it out. And then I would draw a picture and then I would draw the next picture. And it was like, I built a story through pictures that I had no idea what the story was, but so fucking cute and just like, Every page that I'm illustrating just makes me smile and makes my heart light up and just like, hello, intuition, just like being my like guiding force. Yeah. Pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. If you're doing, yeah, if you're doing something that makes you smile, like you're probably on the right track. (laughs) Well, and if you, if you're into something too that you won't eat or sleep or go pee, like you'll do stop, the world stops, like that is you following your intuition and like, or your creative path, like. Listen to that. And if you can't, like, tune into listening to just, like, pay attention. And I, no that less. same, yeah, like, with my job change this, yes. this, at the end of the summer, I felt my intuition was telling me that I should go, like, work full-time at the, like, in this artistic, creative job yeah. that didn't pay as well. Mm-hmm. But I was really resistant because my head was like, you're a single mom. You need money. You have to stay as a server you know at the restaurant and yeah. get that money and yeah. the, even though it was like there were toxic people there that were making me feel awful and it's just a hard freaking job on my body because my wrists and everything and my just a hard being a server it's a, a hard, hard job. job and you people yell at you There's and so many if anything goes wrong so like you get a pay cut instantly bam pay yeah. cut Again, I just kept checking in with that intuition and yes. the universe was helping me yes. because two times when I was really questioning, like, what should I do? What should I do? Going back and forth. I would go into work and one of my bosses one time and the other boss the other time, they were both like, 
we really could use you more. You know, is there any way you could work here more hours? And we'd like just, you know, just putting that out there. We would really love to have you here more. And then again, like two days later, it's like, didn't know we'd had that conversation. Somebody else was like, you know, we could really use um, you for more days. Are you available? Like, See, the universe is answering your call. Yeah, because like if I put, I kept questioning myself though. And then it, I was like, okay, this is it. This You're is, follow it. do it. Okay. And now I'm so freaking happy that I did that I mm. actually look forward to going to work I actually don't want to leave when yeah, it's time to go yeah, and like wait I still want to finish my project because I get to do art I get to go to work and I think about like oh what am I gonna make today and yeah I mean that is what fills me up that's what makes me smile is like creating things and awesome. I think back to that when I was running that business and it was just sucking my soul dry and I was like it probably didn't start like that no but I think it came to this point where I knew I needed to move on yeah and I wasn't doing it and I wrote down I was like I want to be an artist and a writer and a musician and I want to get out of this like owning a childcare business it's really starting to suck me dry and I just can't like give that much anymore like people expect it now they're not even grateful and I'm not fulfilling my happiness. I'm like literally avoiding my job. Yeah. <laughs> which I need to Well, do. and you were not like well either, right? Like your health was like dwindling and your energy. Yeah, was everything was again, mm-hmm. because I wasn't following my intuition, I again ended up in the hospital with neurological problems that I really think were my body. I really think your body has a way of flashing alarms. Definitely. When you're not listening to your intuition, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing it like sends off the alarm. And if right. you don't listen to the first gentle hit, it's like, kabam, <laughs> do well, something else. And when, it's interesting when you say that because it reminds me of like anxiety. And I feel like, you know, it probably stress starts small and then the anxiety it just is like building and building. And that could also be a sign for us that whatever we're doing, that that's probably not the right thing. And that's why that anxiety is so huge. Anxiety, I really think is part, is uh, intuitive like guide almost mm, it can be because yeah. um, I would get anxiety about things and then I would try to be like oh it's just anxiety you need to let that go but then if you look back and you really zoom out you can see like hey I had a reason to be anxious yeah and I wasn't was listening right but yeah. it, that situation was fucked up yeah and that anxiety was like there to say look like, this isn't right. You need to change you need something. To change something. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe, because I know a lot of people deal with anxiety. I do. I do. My daughter yes. does. I mean, I know a lot of people do. Yeah. And, like, you just feel like maybe the worst case scenario is going to happen or whatever. Um, and that's when we're, like, so you play far it through from your mind. Intuition. Yeah, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I feel like now when it comes up, I'm like, okay, switch what am I not paying attention to or what am I trying like what's trying to get my attention here Mm -hmm. or maybe there's something really wrong and I need to look at it definitely right and I love you sharing like your career change because that similar thing happened to me I tried to think I think it was four years ago and I did hair for 14 years right and I loved it like I loved doing hair I had like the best clients and I would make bank like I could work a whole weekend and make like twelve hundred dollars in like one day like literally just like, Damn. Bam, but I had to pay lots of bills and taxes and things. Right. It was awesome. And then I slowly just like started losing my love for it. And I just, I kept having clients. It just like, it was like little like hints. I wanted to take my yoga teacher training and I wanted to stop doing hair, but we always needed my money. And it was like, 
Yeah. yeah, it was like I couldn't do it, and I had all your this head was saying, like, no, no, no. And then just all of these things just kept like pointing me in the right direction, and it just worked out. I decided I was like, I think I'm going to do this, and it's scary, and I don't think my husband's ever going to get on board, but he fucking did. He, awesome. He's like, we can, you can stop working, and I'll help pay the. It was three hundred and fifty six dollars a month for like six months, which when you're not making money and paying out money, deal, yeah. But it just like weirdly happened and it was like I was just being open to my intuition and I have to say like the very first day of the teacher training was so fucking terrifying I was like oh my god what am I doing I was 32 was I 32 or 4 who knows who knows how old I was 34 I think I was I was like who am I to like do something new and succeed in it there's no way I can go and do this and changed how the world sees me like I went from like this hairstylist of glitz and glam and hair and makeup to like heart exploration and not wearing makeup and having ratty hair and big baggy yoga pants. Right? Like grounding. Yeah. And like breathing and being vulnerable. And I slowly just allowed myself to like follow and listen. And it's just been like, oh, okay, I did that. And then I got a job as a yoga teacher. I've taken your yoga classes. You are amazing. Uh, It just like getting, I mean, really, truly, I've taken a lot of yoga and you are awesome. Oh, Yoga you. Bliss with Shelly on yeah. YouTube. Yoga Bliss with Shelly. <laughs> if you're out there yes. and you need a good yoga instructor. Well, and it's funny too because even with that, sometimes I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And then I just, I love it. I love sharing. And I'm not at a place where I have my own yoga studio, maybe one day. <laughs> Who knows? Or work at a yoga studio, but I can hop in my living room, make a set and set up and try to get my kids to be quiet enough for yeah. However, and if they're not, happen. it's real life. <laughs> it's real life. Yeah. But I love it. And again, like, I'm following that, like, heart calling because sometimes my head pops in and is like, oh, you're sporting a doing that. And then I'm like, no, I'm doing Your this. Knows. Yeah. And I, I just, like, I'm answering the calling and I love it. Like, I love everything that has to come along with yoga. It's like mm. every fucking thing that just, like, lights me up and makes me feel alive that I can just bring into movement and heart connection and head and just and I just again I'm answering the calling and here I am like like I quit doing hair and then started yoga it's like here I am four years later I think we're on a year four but yeah just you have to listen to the calling like answer it don't be afraid. And even if you don't know what that even means, you might be like, I don't know what the calling is. What's a like, calling? Tell me there's a fucking calling. It's like you're hearing voices in your head. And Are you schizophrenic? <laughs> no, people. This is, we no, all have an inner. ego. We all have an ego self and we all yes. have like that heart self. I feel like we all have several voices in our head, yeah. actually. There's like the, the doubting, there's the nagging, there's the yeah. blaming and the shaming. And, yeah. you know, like there's all these different little things that'll come up yeah yeah and just it's our own dialogue but I also feel like it comes from different places and the one voice that is wise and true it's usually quiet and it usually kind of whispers and says do this like really softly and you have to learn how to pay attention to that and meditation helps quiet down all the chattery like la 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 Mm-hmm. And I actually heard that there are people that don't have inner dialogue. God, Isn't that gosh. weird? The enlightened ones. No, I mean, they just never have had it. Wow. Like, they don't know what it's like to think about their own thoughts. That's amazing. That's consciousness. That's like pure presence. Is it, though? Because I think maybe it is. it's like being shut down from your I don't know. inner voice. I don't know. I would have to meet the person because 
I mean, in all of my like studying and book reading and it's like when you can get quiet enough to quiet that voice. So it's either, and that's what like the path to enlightenment is. It's like dwindling or that's Buddhism. It's like dwindling the ego. Like you literally dwindle it, dwindle it until it's just non-existent until you're fully present. Like I have a a friend that I do a book club with, like my other book club. Mm -hmm. And I was like talking about like in the morning, instead of like all the crazy thoughts, like I always reach for gratitude. And she's like, that's so interesting. Like, I think she just turned 50 or is turning 50. She said, I finally have come to a space where I can wake up in the morning and I have no thoughts except for exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. But I, I don't know. Like, again, I would have to meet the person. But yeah. I, don't so know. I think it's like consciousness. Like that's- I think I can drop into that space a lot, but definitely not all the time of just like, I'm here now. I'm, like, yeah. I'm doing this and I'm not, like my thoughts aren't running in 5,000 different directions. And it's interesting when I'm like with certain people, like you're one of them that I can, I am so present with you. And it's interesting when I'm with my husband, my mind is racing and all the things I need to tell him and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the only time I can not do that with him is if we go hiking. Oh yeah. It's really interesting. So we go for like, we try to go for weekly date hikes because I'm like, I need to like, not do that with him yeah just be yeah like i can just be with you and feel like right i know like as soon as we get together i'm like okay i'm calm now (laughs) yeah you have a very grounding energy i would say um or maybe just grounding for me (laughs) yeah it's good well our energy just like yeah there's some like soul connection for sure my soul sister and we met Basically through intuition. Through intuition. I mean, you got to follow that path because life is crazy. Like, you can make a thousand choices a day, right, for every little thing. But how do you choose? And how do you know what to do? And how do you feel? Like, I guess the main thing is to just settle into that. Like, doing what you what your intuition tells you to do and then trusting. Yeah. And just allowing it. yourself to be guided without fear. Because fear... Always fucks everything up. <laughs> well, I made a commitment. I made a promise to myself that I wouldn't make decisions out of fear. And that was that whole, like, being afraid to quit the job at the restaurant because of money. And I was like, wait, that is a fear-based decision. Yeah. So I'm not making that. And then, again, those people like were like, please, come work here. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to follow my intuition. And then, even then, I still wasn't going to do it until I got to work one night. And all that shit went two down. different people like came at me for no, like people I wouldn't even expect came at me with this like almost attack. And you were like, I was so not expecting it. And I thought, oh, this is because I'm not listening yeah, <laughs> and I'm not quitting this job. And so it's funny how, again, like if you don't listen, sometimes it gets louder and harder mm. for you to not listen. Well, the universe is giving you all of these giving different experiences guidance. to be like, Freaking pay attention. Yeah, do it. This right. is for your yes. soul. Yes. <laughs> so I feel like yeah. this is a good time of year too, because I know a lot of people do like New Year's resolutions, which are kind of bullshit because like 60% of people, probably 70% of people don't follow don't through. Don't follow through. And it's like almost becoming a thing now. It's like yeah. everyone does doesn't, one, doesn't do them. <laughs> so I I usually like grab onto more of like something that I can do like inner work for myself. So mine is going to be, if you want to pact on it with me is to follow my intuition and coming through this year is trusting my intuition. And even in moments of self doubt, just like breathing into it and doing my best to listen and pay attention. I think that could help guide us and voices rising. I think that's a great idea. Pact. Yeah. 
Should we high five it? High five. <laughs> high it's five. Done. It's done. <laughs> and if for any listener out there, know that even if you don't have an intuitive practice or feel far from it, know that your intuition is it's literally right here with you and it's one breath away. It's one thought away, one second away. Thank you so much for being here. We truly appreciate all of you listeners. Please head over to your favorite platform and rate, review, comment, and share.